This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amiel Saleh and Hany Balkis. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is the weekend. We're just around the corner of the weekend, and we you are listening to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. This is the one and only place where we bring you the latest in robotics, artificial intelligence, gadgets, and applications. All that you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and around the world is being brought to you right here on Pulse 95. Yes, indeed. We're talking about Samsung, ladies and gentlemen, how they're launching an online program to train the UAE youth and AI and machine learning. So basically, in AI and machine learning, the UAE youth will learn all about that. Absolutely. It's going to be a little bit of a crash course for everyone, and we're very excited to give you all the details on that. But coming up on Future Talk as well, Facebook and Twitter are taking action over U.S. President Donald Trump's misleading virus posts. He recently contracted the COVID-19 virus, and he has had a lot of thoughts about it. But Facebook and Twitter are definitely determined to fight all misinformation, no matter who it comes out from. Yes, and if you get lonely, well, I have the robot for you because we're going to be talking about a robot that eases loneliness and that's happening in Mexico against the virus patient. So any patient who has COVID-19, a robot will accompany them. Yes, indeed. A lot of patients tend to feel a bit lonely since family can't be there as they recover from the COVID-19 virus. But what if we could have robots in that room with them? Facebook, on the other hand, is also trying to take care of all of our emotional health, especially with World Mental Health Day happening this weekend on Saturday. So we're going to be talking about the newest feature that they're going to be adding, which is the emotional health option that will be taking care of our well-being. And Microsoft wants to buy. I think Microsoft has a lot of money. They want <laughs> to buy TikTok. And now they want to buy Nokia again. That's, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Nokia, uh, Microsoft does want to buy Nokia again. We're going to tell you all about that in a bit. Lots and lots is going to be coming up on Future Talk. So keep Pulse95 locked and we'll be right back. Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. We're talking about Samsung, ladies and gentlemen, how they're launching an online program to train the UAE youth in AI and machine learning. Now, it will be a five-week online course that covers subjects such as statistics, algorithms, and programming. And I love that the UAE youth is going to learn a lot of these things because back in the day, math, science, biology, history, they were important. They were the fundamentals for learning, for education. But now we're seeing that, no, there's also, we're adding to it now. It's AI, machine learning, programming, and coding. Now, the course, which is part of its Global Future Academy initiative, will target UAE residents between the ages of 18 and 35 with a background in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, and who are interested in pursuing a career that would benefit from knowledge of AI. So we're seeing that basically anyone with that background can jump in and join the course and the age group is huge, by the way. 18 and 35, you're having fresh graduates from, from school to all the way from people who might have masters or even PhDs in math, biology, engineering, or whatever science course they're taking. Absolutely. And the best part about it is even if you're out of school, as you mentioned, Hani, and you know, you're in your field of work, but you still have this passion, you still have this interest to learn more about some of the most 
recent uh, ad- additions to our curriculums, which are artificial intelligence, innovation, we've definitely been seeing an increasing interest in that. You can still go ahead and pursue that as well. So the program is going to basically be five weeks long. It will be held online, so it's completely virtual. And it's going to be covering subjects such as statistics, algorithms, and programming. And everyone knows programming has definitely become the language of the 21st century. The launch of the Future Academy in the UAE will definitely be encouraging a lot of youngsters, a lot of students to start learning more about what it takes to become a part of the work field and of the workspace in today's day and age. And this is not the first uh, collaboration that we've seen Samsung do with different countries because mm-hmm. last month or about two months ago, Samsung actually announced a very similar partnership with MISC Academy in Saudi Arabia, uh, where they were actually launching different artificial intelligence courses as part of that program. Yes, yeah, so Omni, and the UAE actually is a hub for startups and venture capital in the Arab world and it's projected to actually benefit the most in the region from AI adoption. Now, that makes me proud. That makes me super proud. Now, the technology is expected to contribute up to 14% to the country's gross domestic product, which is equivalent to around 352.5 billion dirhams by 2030. Now, in Saudi Arabia, they do forecast that AI is going to add 12.4% to GDP. Now, a lot of people are saying that the Middle East is going to become the hub of AI, and we're seeing a lot of that happening right here in the UAE and in the Arab world in general. Now, I like to see, and I can see from here, that we're seeing that the two leading countries are the UAE number one and Saudi Arabia number two in the Middle East, and probably even the world right now going for AI adaptation. Absolutely. And the best part about it is this program that Samsung is launching and collaborating with the Future Academy with is going to be very much hands-on. So you're not talking about learning about theories or super, you know, superficial things that you may not necessarily implement, but you're talking about learning different tools and learning how to use different applications mm-hmm. that will feature artificial intelligence and machine learning related workplaces. Now, this program will definitely be the perfect platform for any beginner, but also a perfect platform for any learner who has previous knowledge in those fields and wants to build up on that knowledge. Mm-hmm. Limited spots are available, but everyone can go ahead and apply starting from the 29th of October. Mm-hmm. Um, the best part about it is you can easily find the registration page on samsung.com go ahead and check it out if you are a lover of artificial intelligence and machine learning so you heard it here first ladies and gentlemen you got 21 days to apply and who knows maybe you might we might get you on future talk if you (laughs) create something crazy but talking about crazy things ladies and gentlemen let's talk about facebook and twitter and how they took action over president donald trump's misleading virus post Now, Facebook and Twitter did take action on posts from the U.S. President Donald Trump for violating their rules against the coronavirus misinformation Mm -hmm. by suggesting that COVID-19 was just like the flu. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we know how how Donald Trump is. We know how he he has a fight with social media. I don't know what his problem is, but Facebook did take the post down, but not before it was shared for, I think, 26,000 times. Now... The world's largest social media company, which does exempt politicians from its third-party fact-checking program, has rarely taken action against posts from Republican U.S. presidents. But this is the first time we're seeing this happen. And I love that, especially because uh, whenever we're talking about fighting fake news and fighting misinformation, social media platforms are definitely the hub 
for fake news. You see people sharing their thoughts, sometimes sharing their own opinions and making them seem like they are facts. So taking action against these posts is the way to go. But whenever we're talking about how fast action is being taken, I definitely feel like the algorithms should be updated. Mm -hmm. They should work on them a lot sooner because U.S. President Donald Trump's post was shared 26,000 times before it was removed. But at least it was removed since, as you mentioned, Hani, there was a, a law previously that was exempting any politician from going through the fact-checking programs that social media platforms tend to have. Now, Twitter disabled any retweets on a very similar tweet that uh, U.S. President Donald Trump posted and people were resharing. And they also added a warning label that said that this post actually broke the rules on spreading misleading and potentially harmful information related to COVID-19, mm-hmm. but that it might be in the public interest for it to remain accessible. Ladies and gentlemen, I got no comment. further comment on that. I do hope that uh, I'm actually proud of Facebook and Twitter tackling this action. problem of misinformation. And believe it or not, how ironic is that that Donald Trump is spreading Fake news. Let us know what you think. 4215 Dorot Salat. We're going to be taking a short break, but when we come back, what are we doing, Omnia? When we come back, we're talking all about easing the loneliness of COVID 19 patients all the way in Mexico. Yes, and you just might be dancing in the moonlight with these robots. Check this out. Check this out. Yes, you're listening to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. We tend to talk about our robotic friends pretty frequently, but some friends can definitely keep us company when human beings can't be present. And this has definitely been the case during the COVID-19 pandemic. A lot of patients that do contract COVID-19 have to, or actually every patient that contracts COVID-19 needs to be completely isolated. That means not seeing family, not seeing friends, and that can definitely cause a lot of loneliness. But what if we could have a robot be there for them? Yes, it does take a big hit on your mental health as staying in a room or a house for 14 days or how how long you need. I see, I've seen some people take a month Absolutely. for the virus to, to leave their body. It does get a little bit lonely. But just like Omnia said, what if we told you there was a robot to ease all that loneliness? Now, people in Mexico, scientists in Mexico, they have created a robot which goes by the name of La Luchi. <laughs> and it is a 1.4 meter tall, 4.5 feet robot that does ask patients as it goes from room to room. So basically, you have kind of a, like a hospitality check when you're coming with True. this robot. Now, it does move around on wheels and has a camera and display screen, which does enable relatives and doctors to chat with the patients or staff in full protective gear in the coronavirus ward. So you're having all of that come into that little nice robot, 4.5 meters tall, uh, feet tall. So mm-hmm. it's pretty short. I like short robots and because uh, you have to have that cute factor coming True. in you don't want a huge robot that coming actually in. scares you scares you looking empathetic. like like like, a, like the terminator but with this cute small robot that obviously has a nice screen with camera you can talk to your friends family and even to the doctors to get that kind of easing the process with that quarantine coming in absolutely and the best part about it is it's not a robot that is you know meant to take vitals or a robot that is there to check on you 
physically, but rather to check on you emotionally. So uh, it's there for the mental health aspect of it all. And since Mental Health Day is just around the corner, we are definitely encouraging everyone to check up on those whom they love. So as you mentioned, Hani, this robot basically gives relatives, doctors, that physical appearance of them being in front of the patient without necessarily physically being there and the it's you also have zero exposure you know mm-hmm. on the ipad screen so you are able to talk with your loved ones without them necessarily being in full protective gear mm-hmm. whenever you are discussing things with them um, the hospital robot has definitely been a part of a global trend that is aimed at reducing the infection during this pandemic. So it was basically designed to become a co-therapist for the coronavirus patients back in July when it was first introduced in hospitals in Mm -hmm. Mexico. Since then, it has carried out around 160 therapy missions with infected patients. Their relatives and the mental health team have all been working hand-in-hand with this robot and Another interesting feature about it is it can also create sounds that will soothe you. So just like you would hear, you know, white background noise in the background, if you want to fall asleep quicker, that robot could do the same. You know, Omnia, a lot of people can't sleep unless there's the sound of an AC. Oh, no way. Yeah, they need to hear the sound of an AC or a fan. And as soon as it goes off, they'll either wake up or they can't sleep at all. Are you one of those people? No. Um, I luckily put my head a, on the a pillow lo- and A lot fall of people asleep. need a TV in the background. I've seen those people. And a lot of people sometimes would depend on the uh, white noise machines, mm-hmm. you know, that you'd put for sometimes babies to help them fall asleep. So, And with soothing sounds in general, it does kind of ease, uh, ease the anxiety or the stress. Because we know if you go on Google right now or on YouTube and you write uh, how to relieve stress, there's going to be a sound of waves, waterfalls, all of that. Because sometimes, and a lot of the time, uh, to reduce stress, all you need is to hear a nice, soothing sound. Now, the robot does help with mental health of the patients, and a lot of a lot of studies did show that it was helping. And just like you said, Omnia, it did do 160 successful missions. And the bot also has a computer vision enable, which is to recognize people and sensors to help it move around. Now. That is that, that is super important because when you're having a robot go in and out. Now, Omni and I talked about uh, Amazon warehouse robots <laughs> crashing into each other. 50%, 50% accident. So you do want uh, a robot to have sensors, especially when it's going in such a sensitive area. Now, I want to know what your thoughts are on about this, Omnia. I love would this you, robot. Would, would you want one? I want one because I feel like it's nice. No one knows what you're going to tell that robot unless you have a relative on the iPad screen. Um, But another reason why I love it is because it's starting to normalize robots in our lives. Mm -hmm. We've seen people become creative in the way that they keep each other company. And one example was happening right here in Sharjah. One of the schools actually uh, decided to change up the concept of washing your hands from limiting it only to doing it in bathrooms to actually spreading barrels, colorful barrels across hallways in all of the school to get children to feel like, you know, washing their hands can be fun. So Mm -hmm. this goes to show that, you know, being innovative doesn't have to necessarily mean having heavy tech robots Mm -hmm. involved. It could be in any way possible as long as you're thinking outside your box for a solution to fix a problem. Now, Omnia, would you rather have a companion as a dog or a cat or a robot? Mm. Because because we know a lot of people who st- who suffer with mental illnesses, yeah. they like to have a companion, which goes by it can be a dog, cat, 
parrot, whatever, what kind, any an animal, a soul with them. I love a pet, but taking after, you know, how some pets have also contracted the virus. I Really? Yeah, I'd be too scared to like... I thought, I thought cats were immune to it. No, some a cat caught the COVID-19 virus. One dog yeah, I did. Think, I, think, I think monkeys in a zoo in New York, they caught it as well. Really? See, yeah. that's why robots come in handy. Robot, <laughs> robots are zero transmit... They, they don't transmit the coronavirus. Or contract it. Or contract it. So let us know what your thoughts are. 4215, would you get this robot? We're going to be taking a short break, but when we come back, we got a lot in store for you. I want I want to keep it a surprise. Pulse 95. What's worth a click and download? Pulse 95. What's worth a click and download, ladies and gentlemen? We're talking about Facebook and how they're launching an emotional health for your well-being app. Now, the resource will be available globally with locally relevant information from mental health officials. Now, to help people cope with the growing mental health issues in the pandemic, Facebook has introduced Emotional Health, which is a centralized resource center on the main app with tips and information from leading experts. Now, we've seen a lot of people suffer from anxiety, from paranoia, and just adding to their mental health uh, illnesses because of the pandemic. We've seen a lot of people kind of break down and given a valid reason, I mean, I, who don't have any mental health problems, I was having a hard time during quarantine. And a lot of people had a hard time during quarantine. And just the paranoia itself does have a big toll on people. Now, I do wish this app came up earlier when most of the countries were in lockdown. But now with lockdown restrictions are easing. I mean, it's still important to have this ad, this, this feature, but I just wish it was a little bit earlier. True. I agree with you on that one. Um, we always say knowledge is power. So what this feature on Facebook will do is basically give us more knowledge on what different mental health uh, issues can be and how can we go ahead and tackle them. So this resource, which is called the Emotional Health, will be available globally. So there's going to be locally relevant information for every country from mental health officials. So, uh, you know, if God forbid someone is suicidal, if you struggle with anxiety, you will actually get numbers and hotlines that you can go ahead and call if you wish to seek for help. But over time, Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg are actually planning to build on those features and topic areas based on the guidance of their global and national partners. So Facebook has also recently launched a it collaborated with the World Health Organization to release a digital stress management guide. So this is basically an easy to follow guide. It has different techniques that are designed to reduce stress and also promote our overall well-being. So if you, just like Hanny mentioned, struggle with certain uh, stressful moments during quarantine, during lockdown, you can go ahead and check them out as well since this has already been launched. But the emotional health feature is coming in because of the World Mental Health Day that is going to be coming up on Saturday. Yes, and the social network also has announced a sticker pack on Messenger, which is designed with the World Health Organization to facilitate conversations around mental health that can lead to support. And also, yes, they're focusing on, because of the pandemic, a lot mm. of people's uh, mental health uh, issues did kind of get worse. But yeah. also, Facebook did say that on Instagram, people can feel a pressure to present a perfect image of themselves. And it does affect a lot of people who have body image problems. So with this feature, it does tackle in general the, the mental health uh, problems. Stigma. Stigma in general as a whole, that even people who have body, uh, b- body image problems, they can use this feature for themselves. And I just think in general, 
with any problem someone has, they can use this this platform to say, hey, maybe they need someone to talk to. Because a lot of the times, people just need someone to talk to. A lot of times, people want to talk to strangers because they feel that they are not judged by these strangers. So I like the initiative that Facebook is doing. And I have a theory of myself that uh, a lot of mental health problems are are, are, are are rising because of social media. I was just going to say that as Be- well. Because of social media, because on Instagram, Facebook, whatever social media we see, people tend to show or portray a perfect life. When in, 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 in actuality, no one lives a perfect life. Everyone, I mean, I could post right now that I'm in the Bahamas, but I'm right here in Pulse 95 True. Studios. I mean, not because someone posts a picture of them having a good time doesn't mean they're always happy. It doesn't mean they have a perfect life. And same goes for pictures of themselves. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't edit your pictures, but True. some people edit their pictures to look unrealistically. I mean, some people, I mean, can have perfect blemishes on their face. They have no blemishes on their face. They can have they they edit their pictures to look perfect. And someone who doesn't use uh, edit their pictures can mm-hmm. look at them and say, and hey, judge themselves. oh, my God, how come I don't look like that? How come they look like that? What's wrong with me? Why am I less of that? But that's not the case. Absolutely. I definitely agree with you on that one. And I'm glad Facebook actually recognizes that Instagram has definitely become a highlight reel. And we all know that with social media platforms, you're not going to you know, post yourself crying, breaking down. You are posting the best pieces of your life. But at the same time, we do need to keep in mind that it's not a perfection competition. You know, a lot of people during lockdown, they were thriving. You know, they were working out more. They had more time for their family. They had more time to spend with their kids. And it felt like there was a pressure to thrive and to excel during quarantine. When it was a time, it was a worldwide pandemic. Mm -hmm. A lot of people were feeling down. A lot of people had their own set of struggles. So we should... Take it with a grain of salt. Whatever you see on social media, take it with a grain of salt. And it is definitely a great initiative that Facebook is launching. But if you want to know more about how you could take care of your mental health, World Mental Health Day is happening on Saturday. And we actually have our very own Omar Duri, who's going to be sharing some experts' advice on what you can do to tackle that as well. Now, I'm going to speak from experience as a person. I'm going to personalize this conversation right now. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of problems during quarantine, ladies and gentlemen. I had, I felt pressure. I felt, uh, I felt a paranoia from contracting the virus, as I do have my mom and dad and my sister at home. I didn't want them to uh, to, to, to suffer. I, there was a lot of things going on, and uh, the whole world was in panic. But just because the whole world was in panic doesn't mean a lot of people were not panicking. Now, some people took the the quarantine as a, a day off. You know, they were happy that they were working they from were home. They were thriving, and it was great thriving. for them. But yeah. it doesn't mean that, you know, it everyone does. needs to do that. So c- coming back to that point, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, we always have to check up on one another. Even though quarantine is over, there's a lot of people who are self-quarantined, not because they have the coronavirus, but because they have elderly elderly family members at home. Maybe themselves, they have underlying illnesses. Maybe, maybe they, they have, came in contact. Maybe with they came in contact. Positive case. They have uh, past medical problems, problems that if they do get COVID, it can and may result in fatalities. So, ladies and gentlemen, check up on the people that are close to you and even check up on the people who are far away from you, ladies and gentlemen. And I also want you guys to be nice to one each other, whether it's on social media, in real life, a smile, a hey, have a good day can change someone's life. We're going to be taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking about Microsoft and how they want to buy Nokia again. again. <laughs> we're going to take a short break, but we're going to leave you with On My Mind by Georgia Smith. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse.
Ladies and gentlemen, Microsoft has a lot of money, and I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> in the beginning of September, we did hear that Microsoft did want to buy TikTok, and they were in talks with uh, ByteDance TikTok to buy micro to buy Microsoft to buy TikTok. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing that Microsoft looks like they got a lot of money, and they're like, "Listen, we ha- we we did a budget for TikTok. TikTok doesn't want that. We're gonna go and throw it to Nokia's face because Microsoft is in the frame to buy Nokia." Again, now Microsoft is one of the favorites to buy networking and cell phone company Nokia. Now, it is according to a leading mobile analyst firm that says that Microsoft is in talks with Nokia to buy it. Absolutely. Now, we do know that Microsoft definitely does see hope in Nokia, especially because they recently launched the new 5G phone. Hani definitely has a lot of speculations (laughs) on that. I don't think Nokia has... I think Nokia has long been dead, but apparently it's alive. And honestly, when I saw that they just launched their 5G phone, I was like, oh, Nokia phones still exist? I thought they were long dead Yeah. back when the BlackBerry came out. (sighs) But apparently they're alive and they're thriving. But Microsoft and Nokia definitely do have a history because back in 2013, Microsoft paid over $7 billion for Nokia's handset business in an ill-fated attempt to provide a third alternative to iPhones and Android handsets with the Windows Phone. Now, we all know how that went since we never heard of it, so it failed when, miserably. Windows fo- Phone, it was fun for like a month, I believe. People w- bought it for like one, one yeah. time and it was done. True. I mean, Google phones have hope, but Windows Phone have long been done, and I have the same thought about Nokia. But... There are definitely a lot of Nokia assets. They're they're trying their best to re-enter the phone industry, but ever since it has tried to do that, it's definitely not been gaining a lot of revenue. So I don't know how much success will that bring Microsoft, but I guess we have time to tell. Yes, indeed. Now, Nokia and Microsoft, just like Omni said, do have a history. Now, can you imagine that they paid over $7 billion dollars for that move to have that Windows phone, yeah, and it failed miserably. I mean, give me seven billion dollars, I'll create a whole new, uh, new, <laughs> new OS. Now, although Nokia did re-enter the cell phone business, mm-hmm. and it's not that arm of the business that would pr- prove attractive to potential buyers. So we're not looking at cell phones only. Nokia has a lot to provide, and that's what Microsoft is looking at. Now, instead, it's Nokia networking arm that would interest the American giant, which is Microsoft. Which, uh, what the U.S. kind of ban the U.S. government banning telecom providers from using equipment from Chinese suppliers such as Huawei, Nokia last week actually did clinch a deal to become the largest equipment supplier in the U.S., the U.K.'s biggest telecom provider, BT. Now, we're seeing that uh, uh, there's a lot of sanctions going on with China, and China does roll out and they do send out a lot of equipment. To the U.S., to the U.K., True. around the world. Now they, they do they do big things with technology. So mm-hmm. with all these sanctions, a lot of American companies are looking at a different way. So I'm, I, if I can't buy from Huawei, I can't buy from whatever company. I'm going to need an alternative, and apparently. Nokia is going to be that alternative. I agree with you on that one, but I also am surprised to learn that even if Microsoft were to actually acquire Nokia, they would still be facing competition, not from the well-known rivals, iPhones and Androids, but rather from an old ally, which is Intel, because Intel has been trying to focus heavily on introducing 5G phones and and becoming a part of the 5G space. 
And Intel is definitely a company that we should all watch for in the telecom space because they may be laying low right now, but they're definitely going to be coming in with a bang. Mm. Let us know your thoughts. Would you buy a Nokia phone? If Nokia, they did just release their 5G phone. So if they were to release even newer phones, would you be willing to leave iPhones and Androids or Samsungs, Huawei to try out a Nokia phone once again years later we have tried them before now Intel Intel does create their processors now we yeah. do know that Apple does want to refrain from, from using, using Intel, Intel and their laptops and their laptops and they want to keep everything in-house and Intel is actually going against a big competitor of theirs when it comes to processors we're talking about AMD the Ryzen series so we do know that Intel does create that Intel i5 i3 i9 etc now a lot of PC enthusiasts, people who create uh, computers, build computers, are saying that, listen, AMD is better than Intel. Mm -hmm. And Intel has actually seen a drop in sales because of that. And a lot of people are saying the cheaper alternative is AMD, and AMD mm -hmm. is doing great, especially with their integrated graphics cards. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of wondering how Intel is going to maybe move to the mobile market. Do they not want to focus on computers anymore? I don't know. Um, it's a developing story. I'm excited to see what it has in store. But, ladies and gentlemen, Food Truck is coming to an end. But on Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, we it's have a big day. the Saturday Vibe with Big Haas. It is a big day because Saturday Vibe will be starting off on Pulse95 Radio. So make sure you go ahead and join Big Haas. It's going to be basically a talent show where if you know, if you want to know how to sit, not know, but if you want to show off your talent in singing, acting, music you name it you can go ahead mm -hmm. and win cash prizes for it as well lots and lots is going to be in store on saturday from 5 to 6 p.m make sure you stay tuned make sure you also text us in yeah because we have an entire web page uh, to go ahead and mm -hmm. send in your thoughts yes at 6 p.m it does kick off ladies and gentlemen six to seven six to seven yes indeed so we're gonna see that and I'm excited to see what Big House has in store. I'm excited to see uh, the audience as well participate. Yeah, and also text95.com is the website to check out if you want to go ahead and participate mm -hmm. in the different competitions that Haas will be holding. But we, yes, will, we we're, wish we're you a beautiful weekend. We wish you a beautiful weekend. We are signing out. But ladies and gentlemen, if I lose myself, would you still be there? This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.